The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Hardly Kayfabe. You're on for Pro Wrestling Talk every other week right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson. One of your hosts and alongside with me is uh, one of the best factions in podcasting to my, uh, well, it's to my left on, on Zoom, but uh, to, next to me, Mr. Christopher Chavez. Hey, Chico. <laughs> you looking at the bad guy now <laughs> that's gimmick infringement sir uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm the fake one right you're, the, you're you're fake you're fake razor uh and of course joining us all the way down in north carolina mr johnny townsend you know who i am but you don't know why i'm here <laughs> there's nice <laughs> nice Yes. Welcome, everybody. We are back. Sorry, we're uh, putting this episode up a little bit, a little bit late. Um, but Johnny <laughs> had technical <laughs> difficulties. <laughs> the Carly, the Harley <laughs> Kayfabe curse continued uh, into well into right. this week. Johnny, Johnny's computer waits for Harley Kayfabe recording to start. Start. Yeah, that's what it does. Up at the back. I can't wait for future episodes of Dark Side of the Ring when it's the Harley Kayfabe curse episode. <laughs> Because you know we're just going to get our own episode. <laughs> it's just Johnny Silhouette yeah. like, yeah, man, every time I turn this thing on to talk wrestling, it just just goes. just goes. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> I started helicoptering my laptop. Right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Um, so today we are talking about the NWL. We got uh, this is my choice again. So second time through. And we uh, we're talking factions today. But yes, New World Order is what I wanted to discuss you grew up in the mid to late nineties. This, the NWO was, I mean, it was, it was the BLN doll. It definitely like, there was a lot of cool references, you know, cool things in wrestling. You could talk to people about, but NWO was just up, was really, really up there. Um, I, I remember you couldn't go anywhere without somebody with an NWO t-shirt back in the day. And it's probably yeah. one of the most replicated uh, logos in pro yeah. wrestling history. Everybody, likes to put their own initials on um on that so uh i wanted to start off and and, you know just kind of go around and ask you guys what you guys what your thoughts were on you know what what, do you remember when the nwo first formed chris we'll start off with you and your thoughts oh yeah oh yeah i remember that i remember the days when when the guys from the wwf were showing up on wcw and you're like what is going on like because to us we didn't have internet. We didn't have all that stuff. So we watched that and it looked, it looked like legit WWF wrestlers were taking over WCW that that's how weak that show was. The show was weak. 
that these two guys would just come in and do whatever they wanted, disrupt the show. Like you're like, holy cow, like this has gone to a different level. And then when it became evident, you know, that they were part of the show and that then there was just the NWO was coming about. I mean, for me, it's always going to be Hogan, man. When Hogan, when that happened, it's just like, holy cow, this is a team like this is legit affection to pay attention to. It, it was yeah, I, I agree. It was very for like not for horsemen ask, but man, you usually don't get factions often of big time players like that. No. So, so I, I wholeheartedly it's it's crazy. Johnny, what about you, bud? What yeah, same. The I definitely remember Scott Hall showing up because I was a, a WSCW fella mm-hmm, uh, for a long time. And him showing up really threw threw things off. And Chris is right. This is the infant the infamous no, the, the infancy, like the young, the yay, you know, the man, this is starting off great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh internet was young as the best way to put it. Yeah, yeah. So have this, yeah. So a lot of a lot of your uh stories from the sheets, as I say, were not as easily accessible to everybody. But I do remember, and this was the days of uh and you get a free AOL trial. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I remember those days. And I definitely remember trying to look up websites because it got to the point where, you know, a new guy from WWF was showing up and it seemed like almost every week. And so I would try my best to try to get those websites to load and it took forever. <laughs> and to see, you know, to see who's going to show up so I can be like, I'm the cool guy who knew that this was going to happen type thing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, by far the Hogan thing, the best hill turn. I mean, it's got to be like what number one easily, easily yeah. number one hill turn yes, ever. Yes, absolutely. I'd say so. Yeah, no uh, one ever thought that would happen, man, ever. Yeah. So that that changed everything. I mean, NWO. Even though I do think it would also hurt WCW in the long run, but it's also what really, you know, helped them dominate for a while too at the same time. So. Uh, one of the definitely one of my favorite factions. I always rooted against them because I always thought they were the bad guys, right? So because mm-hmm. I was a you know I was a Goldberg kid. I was a uh, you know and he never joined until late, late, late. Uh, and then I was a Sting guy, and he didn't join for a long time until late, late, late. <laughs> and then yeah. I uh, you know uh, I love the cruiserweights, and uh, but the NWO definitely. Uh, you know, when it was there at the right age for me, uh, you know, right on the cusp of of manhood, there's the NWO. And uh, so it's it's very much a part of my memories for sure, because that's especially when I was really, really into wrestling, too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So what about uh, for you, Matt? So I grew up like not I, I mean, I didn't watch wrestling as much as I, you know, would later on, but I grew up like my first impressions of, of pro wrestling was uh, WWF Royal Rumble. All right. And that was a very, like, a, it was almost a bygone era at this point in time when the NWO formed, right? You got Hulk Hogan in, in that game. You got Razor Ramon. Uh, Kevin Nash wasn't, wasn't in that game specifically, but there was a lot of these older wrestlers that I absolutely loved and adored that weren't in, in the WWF anymore. I didn't get to see the glory years of Hulk Hogan, even though they, you know, there, there were some, I mean, I, as you could consider this, um, a, a very interesting era, but I didn't get to see Hogan in his prime. You know, I grew up and, and Hogan is on everything and every, and I'm, I don't know why. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. So when I found out about the NWO joining, I, that's when I really started to garner interest in pro wrestling. Um, and 
you know, I was kind of watching WWF at the time. It was okay. It was okay. This is the Abe Knuckleball Schwartz era. This is the the goon. This is Duke the Dumpster. This is Dr. Isaac Yankum. The um, cartoon characters. All the cartoon, cartoon characters. characters. So uh, then you see this with all these guys that you grew up. Like, this is my this is my chance to see these guys live and do their thing. And after I found out about it, I was a WCW guy for a very, very long time at this point. Um, you know, I, I, fl- I would flip back between WF and that once the Attitude Era got going. But um, but I thought it was just it was so cool. Like, oh, God, Hulk Hogan, a bad guy. Mm-hmm. How could he? And mm-hmm. Ra- like Razor, like I always loved Ray. Like I, I loved Razor Ramon. It was it was fantastic. Kevin Ash was just, he was just another big guy, but it was cool. Um, mm-hmm. But it was it was just crazy. It was a it was a revolutionary concept that you know defined the nineties. I mean, in all yeah. honesty, when Hulk Hogan go like, I would dare say that. I mean, the Attitude Era. You know, we talked about the Attitude Era a couple episodes ago. Um, but man, Hulk Hogan, that's like attitude right there. Like Hulk Hogan turning heel and uh, joining the New World Order and getting that started. That like that, I think was like WF was like, OK, no, we have to start taking pro wrestling a little bit more seriously. We need to get some attitude going. Yeah. Um, and that that's where I I mean, come on. They, they, it was came out of nowhere. Like WCW is so flat for so long and you bring about the New World Order. They, these guys who they they're they're pretending like they're coming from you know the wf you know while on you know all that jazz the outsiders the outsiders right and they do that and it was just so cool the everything just worked the music the shirts the i mean jesus hulk hogan's like black beard thing on top of his yellow mustache everything worked and uh oh my god i absolutely absolutely adore uh you know the nwo for what it was for the first couple years for the first couple years yeah it really helps you know with anything not just pro wrestling but even with the movies or comics or or tv shows or whatever to have a character that you can kind of latch on to and that can really get that can open the door for you and nwo was certainly that for a lot of people yeah and i mean i was like mad i was team wcw all the way and if it wasn't honestly if it wasn't for me uh, finding out and discovering Mick Foley slash Mankind, I probably would have never even tried WWE right. slash E, but he was a character I could latch on to, so that helped me. So I did get to where I would go back and forth. It really annoys me. This is a side tangent. It really annoys me when people are like, you have to be this one thing and you can't be for the other. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it's like, uh, you know, you're either uh, Xbox or you're a PlayStation person. <laughs> I was like, why can't right. you just like both? Because both are awesome. Yeah. Right. Right. I, right. I don't get it. <laughs> No, I have isn't to. it funny how like no one ever says you can't be a Nintendo fan with the being a fan with the others? You know what I mean? Yeah, they never mention yeah. them, and they're like, no. and Nintendo's <laughs> literally selling the most. This is a giant side <laughs> nerd tangent, but Nintendo's literally has the best selling system right now. So yeah, uh, just doing their own thing, man. <laughs> Who had oh. the best NWO video game? Oh, that has to be Nintendo, right? The sixty-four. Oh yeah the revenge revenge uh, yeah wcw and wo revenge that's that's the reason that's legit the reason i got a nintendo 64 was for that game so nice B- before we stole thq or whatever it was at the time yeah but smarter nice. on them because they got some great games out of it sure so. did but that just shows how big nwo was right as a yeah. fact it, be- it became a phenomenon like a like like you said before matt you saw the logo everywhere everywhere 
kids I had a Looney Tunes in uh, high I had a, school. I had a Taz World Order shirt, like Taz as in like Looney Tunes Taz. <laughs> I don't know why they made that's that, amazing. but that's how big it was. It, it, it yeah, was a dude. licensed WCW Warner Brothers shirt. Yeah, it was crazy. I I I don't know why. I, I, you know, I, I've been uh, very. I've said it a couple of times that I that I went through and rewatched uh, WCW from the NWO going out recently, and you know they would always do those. This is the other thing they would do. They would be different, as in they would throw in commercials for themselves yes. that were in black and white and very stylized, mm-hmm. uh, and they would sell their own shirts that way. And these shirts were not cheap. These were not like ten dollars shirts. These were like twenty five to thirty dollars shirts, uh, and they were. And it's just, and if you think about it, it's just a simple, easy, smart design. There's not, you know, it's not like it's a very complicated thing on there. And those things, you saw those shirts everywhere. I mean, I remember going to school and seeing, you know, it was either, either had that or you had that Stone Cold shirt. Those are the two yep, shirts yeah, that kids yeah. were wearing. Yes. Or it's it, because of what it represented, yeah. right? Like it yeah. represented to go back to the heel turn, the idea that, wrestling now what used to be that the wholesome image of hulk hogan right was now this hollywood i'm too good for you people i don't care if you pray or you have your vitamins you know it's not about that it's about me i'm hollywood hulk hogan because i mean think about the the promo he cut immediately after when mean gene comes in the ring and everybody's throwing all the trash garbage it's just like hulk hogan what in the world's gotten into you? You know what I mean? He's like, <laughs> shut up, me, Gene. You shut up, people. I mean, immediately, immediately. And it was something about our generation. We gravitated towards that. Like, we wanted to be rebellious and say, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Screw your old school Hulk Hogan. This is our Hulk Hogan. Now, we, I- wanted, we wanted a famous person to tell us to shut up. That's what we wanted. <laughs> Now, I mean, okay, he, they may not be the first, but do you do you think that they were like the, um, as far as like where we are now, where we think like villains and heels are cool? Do you think that they were like one of the, some of the first ones? I mean, people loved Ric Flair back in the day, but mm-hmm. they booed the crap out of him. I, I think, I mean, it didn't take too long, but I think that the NWO came off as the very first cool heels. Like, I think I think they were for sure the the first ones who started to get some cheers despite the heel obviously heel tactics they were they were doing right right like and that started to definitely melt over into today where you know even if somebody's a heel uh they'll probably get some cheers Uh, it's just so much easier i think to like a heel because they're just usually way more complicated characters yeah and it's just a lot that's why i envy any wrestler who's a really good baby face because that's not easy in this day and age right uh and um, I mean, you got to realize too, back in the day, as wrestling was was transforming into what it would become, uh, the baby faces are ones who made all the money, right? Because they their merch would That's sell nice. the best, yeah, mm-hmm. and all this stuff. But thanks to things like the NWO, um, you know, the villains, as they say, were starting to get where they were selling merchandise too, and that was, you know, that was really kind of changing things for you know for wrestling for sure. Where you packaged, can, man. Yeah. Yeah, you for know? sure. Think about the think about the the like you said, the stylized uh, commercials, the way they sold it that way, you know, black and white, super simple. But then it was it was this like always the the graphics were cool, you know, it was all kind of like 
I don't know, like almost like um, graffiti style, you know, yeah, that what yeah. you're watching on the commercial. And then you pair it with that just kind of cool guitar lick. You know what I mean? That bow, oh, wow, wow, nah, yeah. nah, oh, wow. And then that whole package just kind of sears into your mind. You're like, I want one. I want yeah. one. And yep. you're right. All of a sudden now the heel, the one who's doing what you're supposed to boo, uh, they're the ones that are the hot items. Yeah. Side note, uh, I always... Even if I really like the hill, if I'm at an event in person, I always boo because I know it's what they want. Uh, uh, and I, and yeah, I like to be a part true. of the show. That's true. They do uh, not like but, Yeah. Yeah. It kind of takes away if you're cheering them, even if you do like them. Uh, so I'm saying uh, the way that you support a hill that you like is to boo them. Um, but, uh, you know, the NWO, you know, I think uh, was kind of a, it was not an original idea, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I think originally it was in Japan. And Eric Bischoff was aware of it, and he kind of based it off of that. Uh, it kinda, it dep- like anything in wrestling, it depends on who you ask. Um, you know, I'm sure ben, somewhere Vince Russo's taking credit for this idea. <laughs> yes, while, while yes, absolutely is. He absolutely is. <laughs> that, that chooch. Um, but but yeah, there were definitely were some ideas of it. I I believe there was like an NWO Silver or something like that at some point. It was the, or they had an NWO Japan. But I do want to ask you guys this one because this I think this is a very important thing. So we know that you know the way that WCW shaped up. You know, obviously a couple free agents who the WF thought were way dated, and they were down. I think I'm not going to say they were all were, but Hogan was definitely stale when he left. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, WCW made the most of of signing WF kind of rejects, and they I mean they pushed away Razor and Diesel. Um, if you ask those guys, but. Does the NWO work if Hulk Hogan is not the third man? I have to ask oh. you that. And if he isn't, Ooh. if if he was not present, who would the third? Who would it have worked with? Any just anybody else? So Man. famously, right? It was supposed to be Sting. I think that's the way the narrative is: is that initially Sting was supposed to be the third I have heard man. That. Yeah, and it went all the way up till um, like apparently Hulk maybe the week before or something, but he kept seeing just like the the momentum building for this thing and the crowd just really responding. And he thought, I can't miss out on this. And he said, I'm going to be the third man, which it does look super selfish. Right. But then it also makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) But for me, it does make sense because, because of the wholesome kind of vibe that Hulk Hogan had, coming in from wwf all of 80s right think about remember what was it hulk hogan rock and roll wrestling remember that yeah, cartoon rock and wrestling rock and wrestling yeah. you know what i mean um uh again the the say your prayers eat your vitamins you know be a good person gremlins too the whole thing this whole thing was his gimmick it's 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 um it was right up there with apple pie and santa mr Claus. nanny yes yeah. right you know what i mean like uh, he's up there in the, that wholesome image so for him to turn that's I think that was the most impact you're going to get sting was seen as the good guy in the WCW world, not in the world. Do you know what I mean? So like yeah, in the WCW yeah. world and maybe even in the wrestling world, it would have made ripples. But I think the reason we see NWO where it is now, like that global phenomenon that it became was because it was Hulk Hogan. I think that was the, yeah. one of the biggest, most instrumental pieces to the thing. Yeah, I would agree completely. Uh, the reason that the NWO really took off was because of who turned, uh, for sure, because he had been a babyface forever, ever, ever, yes, ever. I think 81 was the last time he was one in the AWA. 
I think it, or uh, the last time he was a heel, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just a major change. And Sting had also been a babyface for a long time. And I think in WCW's world, that would have been a major, holy, you know, holy crap moment for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But like Chris is saying, if you want to affect wrestling, that's one thing. Uh, But if you want to affect like just pop culture, then you got to take a pop culture, you know, regardless of what we think of Hogan now, uh, definitely at that time. And, and before he he was an icon. Mm-hmm. Everybody, even if you didn't watch wrestling, you knew who Hulk Hogan was. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yep. And yes. for him to do that was a huge deal because so many. I mean, it was true. A lot of kids looked up to him, you know. And this was a major quote unquote slap in the face type of thing. And I think for sure this is what really helped, uh, you know. And WWF was trying to get younger, right? I mean, famously, uh, Macho Man. Uh, randy savage who we all know is an awesome wrestler wasn't even wrestling on wwf anymore they were having him do commentary yeah he hated it absolutely it, drove him yeah nuts. even drove though him he off. wanted to wrestle uh so uh you know off to wcw he goes along with the uh, snapping into a slim gym and <laughs> uh you know so it's this kind of happens right this can kind of happen now too and wrestling now you know uh we don't want to talk a lot about what's going on currently but you know, a certain big company is releasing a lot of talent and uh, for quote unquote budget cuts, despite record breaking numbers they're making. I mean, I don't want to get into it, but uh, <laughs> uh, but other companies are uh, capitalizing on this. They're taking these talents and man, you know, it's it's pretty cool to see. So uh, it's I think that for sure. The only way that the NWO, NWO gets as big as it did was for Hogan being the man to do that. I I certainly agree. I mean, there's there were some uh, you know WWF crossovers at that point in time. Uh, I mean, I think Randy Savage might have been the most notable one. Uh, I think outside of Hogan, Nash and Hall, but I again, I still don't think it would have worked as 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 great. Macho had been. I know he had been a face in his, I think his entire WCW run at that time, but he, you know, he was heel frequently on and off in the yeah. WF. So it wasn't nearly as shocking, um, but it's, it's, it is crazy to think that everything, you know, uh, uh, everything that happened, you know, in, in 93 and just pushing uh, Hulk Hogan, just kind of wanting to get away thunder in paradise, all this stuff. And, you know, and it just led to this, like just the stars, like aligned for this thing oh, yeah. to work and work as well as it did. Yeah, and and it, I do think it still would have been pretty big just because Hall and Nash were fairly cool uh, villains, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it still would have worked with them, but you know, it's just a you know, it's, it's just one thing. Hall and Nash were obviously big in wrestling, but yeah, Hulk Hogan is just another level. Yeah, I thought I think it would have it, at some point it would have it would have lost steam. Right. Like the, yeah. the, the novelty of having the, the outsiders come in to try to, to take over WCW, you know, would have lost the, after a while, it'd been like, okay, we're going three months in, you guys are still the outsiders coming from the, you know what I mean? It had to yeah. become this thing where, you know, there's a third member and they teased it for a while. I remember that too. Like, who's the third member going to be. Um, and then, yeah, dude, man, Hulk Hogan turning was just one of those moments people i mean the shock the faces in the crowd i mean it had been a long time since we'd seen interaction from crowd 
and the ring the way we saw that night, right? Yeah. Like in the South, you know, in the old, in like some of the other uh, markets, you know, NWA days, you'd see that a lot, a lot of interaction with the crowd throwing stuff into the ring or, or you know, and, and uh, even the wrestlers coming out at the crowd and threatening to slap, you know, people and then things yeah, like slap that. the old grandma. Yeah. 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 And she's all like, Oh, you get out of here. Oh, yeah. you be a good boy. And he's like, ah, I'll slap you. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I want that to be like what the real conversation was. <laughs> you be a but, good boy. <laughs> but like, like if you watch WCW up to that moment, it was rare where you saw interaction, the way the crowd interacted that night. Yeah. And it just changed everything, man. Like to, to have the balls to just really start throwing all your garbage into the crowd. And that was visceral. That was actual yeah. real fans, emotions. Yes. Who were pissed off. Like, what are you doing? Why would you pick Hulk to be the third person, you know, or, or why is it hit? like, like it was this, there was anger and there was shock. Yeah. There was frustration. It was, I mean, it was way more than fans trying to get themselves over. It was way more of a yeah. emotional reaction to what was happening because you never thought that this would happen and i mean how else are you going to show your displeasure you know you just i I always personally hated the whole garbage being thrown into the ring because i was like why would you do that you you could actually legit hurt somebody doing that uh i sound i sound like the old grandma now (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna put somebody's eye out you'd be a good boy (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah uh that's you know, but that was just a, a gut reaction. I mean, I yeah. couldn't even imagine being there uh, at that actual show and this and this happening. Or I guarantee you, people threw stuff at their TVs even when they're watching this live. Oh on the yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to have seen like a cutaway, like all reactions across America. Yeah. People in their living rooms, like little kids crying, like what's good? They're wearing Hulkamania gear, yeah. right? Because you know they did, honestly. Oh. Yeah. Yes, dude. Little kids who looked up to him like a hero see Hulk Hogan coming down to the ring because Macho Man's getting his ass whooped, right? And yeah. here come the here here comes Hulk Hogan to save the day. And these little kids, I mean, when you were a little kid, I remember watching wrestling and really getting into it. Like, yes, yes, yeah. like this is happening, right? And oh, here I was comes a Hulk. Hulkamaniac. Yeah, right. And so here comes Hulk coming to save the day, right? Yeah, his little blonde hairs, blonde locks flowing. Macho Man's getting stomped. He's coming in the ring, and everybody's like, "Yes, here we go!" And then leg drop. Yeah, the leg drop too. The one that yeah. could end anyone's career. He does it on Macho Man, who's prone. Yeah, oh, man, what kids a crying. Kids are crying. Kid, you know, kids were definitely crying. <laughs> you know, yes. that's their hero. I mean, that'd be the equivalent of what, like Captain America, uh, you know, knocking out you know the the president or something like that like I mean, yeah. you mean like joining hydra yeah yes yeah yes. yeah yeah uh, but for real like for really joining hydra not doing it as like an undercover thing or anything like that but uh, yeah. that that kind of leads me obviously it's a very iconic moment of the nwo what are uh what are some of uh, the other ones that they had the one that comes to my mind always when i think nwo is when poor ray mysterio uh, you know they're in the back lot oh. there and he gets thrown legit like a land dart into the trailer like it's i'm just I, flung i picture that all the time when somebody says nw was the first thing i picture yeah there's that whole they, that whole brawl back there to the point where in real life some uh people really did call they, they call the cops yeah call the yeah. cops so those cops that showed up were real because they got called onto the scene i i i think 
some of my, one of my favorite interviews. It's more so, I mean, them putting people over, right? Uh, like that Hogan versus Goldberg title match. Yes. The buildup behind it. Because I think Hogan won the belt that won the world title from the Giants. I think that was their first heavy, like heavyweight title win. But the buildup behind that, you know, um, you know, he also murdered the giant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much did. Who uh, showed up later that night, despite being murdered. <laughs> right. Only in pro wrestling, only in pro wrestling. <laughs> but but the buildup behind that, you know, what I mean, Hogan's like I think Hogan was like a world heavyweight champion before this, but not as like Hollywood Hogan. But you got that. You have the undefeated streak. And you also have to consider, I think, around this t- a little bit before this heavyweight title match when they put the strap on Goldberg, uh, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall ended Goldberg's undefeated streak with a taser. Yeah, yeah, or, or the or the cattle prod or something like that. Um, they shocked the crap out of him, and they, he lost. I think the WCW United States title at that point. You know, that was a big one. And you know, that was it was so cool to have a as a a force like a faction that big and that powerful and that over that you know you could anybody if anybody beats him on any given night there's 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 big ramifications it's it comes off as like a push you know what i mean yeah. it's like it's like somebody beating triple h on monday night raw like oh wow this guy is getting the rub that's because it mean? never happens <laughs> exactly exactly 100 <laughs> exactly i i you know i i used to like this uh use this comparison in, in football all right. So when I do my football show, uh, the New England Patriots were like the most dominant team in the last 20 years. And I used to compare them to the guys like Triple H and Hulk Hogan, because if somebody beats those, you know, those teams like that Patriots team there. Everyone's talking, oh, Super Bowl, oh, Super Bowl, just like yeah. that. Yeah. And it's the same light when somebody beats a Hulk Hogan, when somebody beat a Nash. Well, Hulk kind of did the job quite a bit, but um, his mentality was pin me, pay me. So we didn't care. But um, but yeah, they were th- just that. They were that massive. Um, they got a little, the NWO got too massive where, where wins over them started to mean a whole lot less. And that's, yeah. I mean, it, it's like a pro and con of it, but, um, but right before then, yeah. in, when they, when they look indestructible, right. For me, one of the most iconic things about it also is what else it creates, who else it propels. Sting was always big, right? He was always big. But it wasn't until Sting was, you know, took on the Crow persona and took on the NWO. It was this thing of, you know what I mean? I feel like that just launched him even further in in his like now you would know Sting worldwide. And as opposed to, you know, back surfer then. Sting. Right. You know, yes. It's surfer, surfer Sting. Who, yeah. Who cares? Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah. And I but definitely when, re- and I definitely remember uh, as a as a young kid watching this and. Like they're building up Goldberg, right? He hasn't lost. They're building him mm-hmm. up, and they're building up the NWO as these people who are always defeating the baby faces. And I just remember thinking, man, I can't wait till Goldberg finally, you know, spears the NWO <laughs> right. or whatever. He's, he's got to be the guy because they're just running yeah. a rough shot over everybody. Everybody that they they beat up is joining them. Like, and there's no way Goldberg is. And that was probably one of the smartest booking things that they ever did. Love or hate Goldberg as a professional wrestler performer, but keeping him. You know, especially around that time, um, keeping him, you know, away from them, essentially, as much as they could. Yeah, it was it was I mean, how, you can't build a better storyline than that. That's smart. Kept away yeah. and, and, and it was organically. That's the thing. It was organically created. The fans wanted it. The WCW didn't really tease it until they couldn't resist anymore. It's just 
Yeah, the immovable force meets yeah. uh, you know the whatever you know the damn quote. But anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I always t- I get tongue tied with that one every single time. But, immovable um, object. Yes, that yeah. thing. That 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 same exact quote. But but yeah, it, it, that that was one one of the few like bright spots. And I mean, the Goldberg it, it helped just helped continue WCW's run of dominance for a little little while uh, yes. until they shot themselves in the foot. But um, that's oh, how yeah. important the NWO was between I, I would say between '96 and '98 to WCW. Yeah, that's the that's kind of WCW's legacy too, right? For every awesome thing that they kind of create and they did, they would also shoot themselves in the foot quite regularly. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, to the point where I remember. Well, actually, I remember because I just watched it not too long ago. But uh, at at a certain point after Goldberg had already suffered that first loss. He didn't really lose very much despite that one. He still won quite a bit. Most of the stuff he did. Yeah. Uh, but Booker T actually, when they're building Booker T up, and this is toward the later end of WCW, Booker T actually gets a victory over a kind of heel Goldberg. And it was just a weird thing, but as a victory. And it didn't seem to mean near as much because he already had that one loss. Correct. You know? And this really should have built Booker T up even more. Uh, but it, I mean, it did in a way, but overall you're just like, Oh, okay. Well, he, he beat Goldberg. Awesome. It was instead of <laughs> yeah. holy, you know, holy. Yeah. Yes, he beat he beat Goldberg. It was, you know, it's just it should have been way bigger than that. But WCW already kind of shot their wad, as they say. Oh, yeah. they did. Yeah. Is I that mean- the is that the death nail though? Is that the death nail? Is the constant every time you turned around there was a new member it was almost yeah. to a point where wcw yeah. was just the nwl i mean that's just well, they, had, they, they gave them their own pay-per-view yeah right? yeah they had their own pay-per-view was it nwo sold no was it sold sold out, out. It yeah was. okay yeah it's not very good <laughs> um it doesn't help that here's i think here's one of the other things that the nwo kind of did that sort of hurt them uh you know uh paul Heyman's a master of this right where you're the bad guy uh, and you do kind of put down the, the baby face, but at the same time, you build them up. So that way, when you get a victory over them, it means something, right? If you're just constantly saying this guy's awful, he sucks, and then you beat him, then who cares? Because you beat a guy who sucks. You're supposed mm-hmm. to beat him. Uh, but if you build him up, it's way more. The NWO overall were this so cool for school group in that, you know, they, uh, most of their stuff was very sarcastic towards uh, the you know, the uh, good guys and such. And it wasn't, there wasn't a lot of building them up in promos. It was way more about how can I make fun of this person than anything else. And I think it kind of hurt them too, because you're just taking away credibility. The best to me, the best promos are the ones that build both parties up. No, I, I I certainly agree. Yeah. It was like a bullying thing. And uh, I mean, you hear interviews all the time from guys like Booker T and stuff. And it was like legitimate, like a, like a real backstage political thing. At one point, like they would legit come ask you, like, you, you want to join the NWO? Nah, man, I'm good. Like, like they took over where, where you get you would probably get more over just staying away from that. Where at one point, if you were one of the originals, man, you were a first edition. You were, you know, the NWO was money if you joined like in 96 or 97. But after a while, it just got crazy. Uh, and, and, and yeah, I mean, when more than half your roster at, at any given time is 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 a, is in one faction, it's it's too much. You just can't yeah. go on forever like that. I mean, they got yeah. so big that they split their own faction up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> loved Wolfpack, by the way. I love the red and black, and I really did like that theme song. I, I, I like both theme songs, but Wolfpack was probably my favorite of the two. 
I wanted to read off all the members for you guys. Uh, oh, man. And refresh some I don't think we have enough time. time. <laughs> 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 I wanted to refresh some memories for you all. So, okay. So, we have wow. our original one. Scott Hall, Kevin Ash, Hollywood Hogan. Yep. Yeah. Ted DiBiase was in there for a little while, I believe, as a yep. manager. Um, Giant slash Big Show, Sting, mm-hmm. X-Pac. Mm-hmm. NASCAR driver Kyle Petty was in the NWO. Oh my I don't God. Remember, do you remember that? Like when he drove the NWO car for NASCAR. Do you remember that? <laughs> See how big it was, dude? NASCAR. This was also the same time where NASCAR was also very huge. Yes. Yeah. And they would constantly put wrestlers on their cars all the time. All the time. I remember I vividly remembered a very art- artistic rendition of Hulk Hogan's face. Like very detailed of Hulk Hogan's face, NWO style on the side of a car. Yeah. And it was so cool. But yeah, Kyle Pitty and a petty nwo member vincent one of the longest tenured nwo members aka virgil uh side note that was originally going to be the godfather who yes. was going to come over but <laughs> apparently uh, vincent was like hey i'll do it and i'll do it for like <laughs> three tenths the money or something yeah. like that <laughs> so they said, All right. yeah yeah uh, that's awesome he was ready to jump over and uh vincent Vinny burnham for like set he's like yeah i'll do it for 75 grand or something like some in terrible number. <laughs> Miss Elizabeth, uh, the Nasty Boys, Brian Knobs and Jerry Sags. Yeah. Referee Nick Patrick. Eric. Yep. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, when you got a ref on your side, yeah, 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 that's, evil. That, that's fair. Yeah, that's that's great. Great booking. Eric Bischoff, Buff mm-hmm. Bagwell, mm-hmm. Mike Wall Street, who I believe is Mike Rotundo slash IRS. Yes. Uh Bubba mm-hmm. Rogers, Scott Norton. Oh, this dude. Mm-hmm. Scott Norton's awesome. Great power bombs. Yes. Randy Savage, Dennis Rodman had two stints in the NWO. Yep. Mm-hmm. I remember Dennis. And it was a big deal because, uh, side note, I'm also an NBA nerd. So yes. it was a huge deal, too, because literally his team he was on was making championship runs in the NBA. And it. he would just blow off practice. Yes. And go to go to the WCW yeah. events. And wouldn't tell him. He would just do it. <laughs> yeah. Like- they, uh, they had, I think I remember hearing, they had issues with Rodman. Too. I think it, oh yeah I think Carl Malone was easy to work with or no was it vice versa one of them was really difficult and the other one was easy I don't remember which one it was actually uh, it might have been Carl Malone. Malone we Carl Malone I, we've kind of canceled now that's right uh, no I think it I think it was Carl Malone that was very difficult to work with and, and Hogan said that Rodman was very receptive I could be wrong I could have it mixed up but um so yeah Dennis Rodman you got Conan Conan love Conan yeah O'Brien yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's a very different nwo very different nwo i'd, I'd uh, watch it though gwo <laughs> G- ginger world order yeah. right oh yeah, yeah. that's well, a that's, whole other side note, that's how big nwo was right they'd even like have like the lwo blue yeah, world the, order the wasn't like a bwo was there yeah, one blue of those? world order for ecw yeah yeah. So, yeah yeah good times kurt hennig rick rude louis spicoli Dusty Ro- oh man, with Dusty Rhodes turn to the NWO, I didn't care. Yeah. I didn't care. He was, <laughs> uh, he was like, oh, he, yeah, it, just way past Dusty's prime at that point. Yeah, he wasn't even wrestling at all. No, Brian Adams, Scott Steiner, the Disciple, aka Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Have you seen pictures of the Disciple? Yes. He yeah, looks nothing like the Barber. I didn't realize. I didn't put those two together for the longest time. You and me both. Crazy. Lex Luger, Sting. Stevie Ray, which I remember the night that Stevie Ray turned on Booker T and joined the NWL. I do remember that one. Oh, by uh, the way, uh, Lex Luger, or Luther as I always do, because I tell <laughs> dumb I get confused, but uh, a really underrated heel. 
Yes. He's a very good heel. Yes. Um, you know, we got there's only real heel run was that narcissist gimmick in WF that, that I remember. But he became man, a heel he, in the later WCW when uh man, this is a sore spot, but when he was with Miss Elizabeth, uh yeah. they were both kind of a heel ta- uh, but that was a really great run with a obviously a sad tragic ending there. No, oh, of course, of course. Um yeah, it was it was a it was a very interesting run. That's that's probably what I loved uh Luger the most. Stevie Ray, Horace Hogan, who was Hulk Hogan's uh nephew. nephew. Not biologically, but <laughs> hey, it is what it is. Disco Inferno, David Flair, Tori Wilson, Bret Hart, Jeff Jarrett, Madaja, I don't remember them. Tylene Buck, April Hunter, Pamela Paul Shock, Ron Harris, Don Harris. And then into the WWE incarnations, Booker T and Shawn Michaels. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot. It was definitely a lot. Right? Like, here's, the, done X with on, here's the X on the other side. It's like, it's Triple H. It's the New Age Outlaws. It's, it's Shawn Michaels. It's China, Shawn Michaels. Uh, and that's that. And then he goes like, no, we got we to gotta have everybody. Everybody. Yeah, yeah they should have kept it at six, right? At the most. Yeah. At any given time, make it elite and like, yeah. like the best of the best, like dude, like four horsemen. I mean, there was some they interchanged, but it's always four, four at a time. Yeah. That's it. We were the it horsemen. Sh- it should have been Hogan, Nash, Hall. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know Giant left after a while, but I did like NWO Giant. It was kind of an ex- extra thing. Him, uh, Savage, yeah, probably like Sting at some point, and that, that's that's where I would leave it. And that's where I would leave it. Those to me were the biggest names um, to really join, you know, to really join that and, and build it up mm-hmm. to what it was. But yeah. And, oh, and Kyle Petty and Kyle Petty. Yeah. Oh, got, uh, yeah. I don't want to. Like he's like the fifth Beatle. He's got to be there. <laughs> that's awesome. So uh, I guess next thing I wanted to talk about, guys, you know, uh, their their shift to WWF when they got brought in. I mean, uh, we can go forever on NWO's WCW tenure, but um, their their jump to the World Wrestling Federation. I actually just watched them coming back uh, not yeah. too, not too long ago, a couple of days ago, and uh, and they debuted at No Way Out 2002. Now they did the original incarnation, of course. Naturally, they couldn't bring all 20 people over from the NWO <laughs> and WCW, but. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts? And, and Chris, will start off with you for this one. Uh, your thoughts on the NWO run um, in its entirety in the World Wrestling Federation? Uh, this is going to be super simple. Uh, I didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. You know, I was away from it at the time. So when yeah. they came over, I wasn't really watching wrestling. Um, to be honest, I'm not familiar with much of what was going on then. And if, if does that speak to the impact they have? I don't know because. I'd, I'd never heard about it. I mean, I remember there being, oh, they brought NWO into WWF, but I don't know. I just, I, I was out of it at the time. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were hampered from the beginning, and I don't want to give WWE any leeway on this because they also screwed this up. But uh, they also didn't get a lot of the big names, right? Because the big names were under contract. They could just literally sit out and not do nothing and make money. So you didn't get your, you know, Hogan's, you didn't get your Halls or Nash's, you didn't even get Goldberg because all these guys were like, you know, I'm just not going to do anything and make money, man, because it's my contract. So that right there is going to hamper your, you know, that's who you wanted to see. You wanted to see Stone Cold and Goldberg go head to head, right? Like you wanted these big, uh, you know, like, you know, these are just matches that you thought would never happen. That's what you wanted. 
-hmm. but you just really didn't get that at the beginning because of that. So that really hurt to start with uh, to the point where they did this whole invasion angle, uh, which at first sounds really cool, but it basically came down to, uh, you know, they would just switch already established WWE guys into the other groups. And it really just kind of, you know, tainted it in a way. Yeah. Uh, really hurt it. Uh, and also, famously, there was a match between, um, it was the first WCW match. I'm trying to remember who it was. It was uh, Buff Bagwell and I think it was Booker T, right? I believe it was, but it was apparently so bad that Vince Vince was like, we can't keep doing this, which makes no sense to me because it's not like they were always, every match that he's had, it's five stars. So, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, and this is when they had people like, you know, Kidman, Rey Mysterio. They had some, you know, really good talent there that they could have had some awesome matches with, but apparently that really soured him on stuff. I mean, that's the rumor that went around anyway. Yeah. Uh, on the WCW. But uh, if you ask any, I've caught myself doing this too. If you ask any WCW person, uh, you know, they'll say that Vince has always had it out for the WCW. So whenever you see any of these documentaries, he somehow takes credit for anything WCW ever did. Like he's the reason they did this and that, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Uh, he somehow always takes out the, any sort of victory that WCW could have possibly had. <laughs> so no he for sure does for sure does because i mean if you listen to him uh dx was by far way better than nwo ever could have been <laughs> which i call giant shenanigans yeah, no way <laughs> yeah i mean yeah, they had some some pretty fun moments and stuff but that, yeah, that, i mean that's a good no, dx that's was fair. still big yeah they were still huge but, uh, but they're they were not, not nwo, NWO but they didn't prop right. up the wwf like the nwo did to w no, right not even close not even close right. but yeah they're uh ju- yeah they're their WF run was, 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 man, it was so quick. Uh, it was re- really quick. I mean, I've had relationships quicker than that, but um, <laughs> it was really fast. Uh, you know, it, it's, it kind of stinks in retrospect, you know, how massive that the NWO coming in could have been, right? But honestly, the best part of it was that one-month stint between No Way Out and WrestleMania 18 where they were just selling, they were selling Rock and Hogan, Right. They were yeah. advertising Rock and Hogan. That was the best part of it. Um, but obviously, like like right after that, they start they take out Hogan, right? They they jump Hogan, and um, but even even at this time, I mean, <laughs> even at this time, you know, NWO had already kind of faded. You know, even within WCW, they were sort of uh, in the background. They were nowhere near as big as they used to be. Correct. Uh, they were kind of barely there to start with, and they were sort of fading away. Right. Uh, we weren't in a nostalgia. Time. We weren't in a nostalgia era quite yet. Right. Where like if you know, if it was like it is now back in two thousand two, I knew it would have been way, way, way over. Oh, uh, you know, just just oh, yeah. crazy over. Uh it might still be going on today. I don't know. Who knows? But uh but but yeah, it was very short lived and uh it was just so weird because yes, Hulk, you know, Hogan got um he got jumped after WrestleMania eighteen by Hall and Nash and um and, you know, Hall was not in good shape. Like, Hall had a very, very forgettable run. I'm actually surprised that they gave him the WrestleMania 18 match against Steve Austin, who, side note, Austin was not happy about that. And then Kevin Nash blew out his quad uh, not too long. I think in, like, April or May or something like that. Like, a week after they entered, he, he brought back Shawn Michaels into the NWO. So, um, 
so yeah, Vince is like, no, it's it's done. We're we're done. We're done with this. It's got to go. None of the originals are are left. It's it's gone on too long and killed it. And I don't they, think we they, got they. I feel they did way more with ECW than they ever did with WCW. Uh, for sure, they kept ECW going way longer. Right. I, I think uh, it was a unique identity. It was a little bit more unique. Where yeah. WCW, you know, you, you, it, you can kind of plug and play, but ECW yeah, was like hardcore. I think that was the difference between it. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, uh, ECW is how they brought in, you know, CM Punk and the guys and all the ones like that. So uh, that, you know, it that's a that's definitely a topic for another show. EC, WWE's ECW <laughs> for sure because it's very, I think it's a very odd time that's sort of overlooked. Uh, but uh, yeah. It's just, I think it, I think it's just really sad. I still obviously remember the moment when Vince McMahon appeared on WCW Nitro. Like that was such a huge thing. I made sure I watched that episode for sure. I watched that live and I was thinking, man, all these possibilities of what could be right. Uh, Man, we can have like all these amazing matches with all these different characters from these two shows. This was, uh, you know, I was definitely fanboying out at that moment and then what we got was nothing like what i would look for <laughs> no so not even close it's not always the case though typically yeah. um but let's get the let's start to close up this episode gentlemen uh chris i want you to start off uh your your thoughts on the nwo's legacy on professional wrestling oh it's un it's unrivaled honestly like this is like we said as big as a, a global phenomenon as it was this helped, you know, along with the Attitude Era, Stone Cold, those guys. But this really helped bring wrestling to the world and not just, you know, certain uh, certain groups of people who, who you know, oh, you're a wrestling fan. Now it was cool to be a wrestling fan if you had an NWO shirt on, right? You weren't made fun of wearing an NWO shirt, typically. Um, it was one of the, you know, and, and like I said, for one of those moments – the, the the birth of this faction is to me would be one of those things that is in the halls of history of for wrestling you know what i mean like it's 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 a pillar it's something that without it the wrestling we know today wouldn't be what it is it just wouldn't you know i don't think so um so yeah dude i think the the its legacy is that it's probably one of the most important things to happen um one of the most influential factions to 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 you know, to be formed before it got a little out of hand. Um, yeah. Phenomenal. No doubt. Johnny. Yeah, I agree completely uh, to the point where influential being a huge word that definitely applies. Cause uh, I would dare say the bullet club took a lot from them. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, to sweet. the point. Yep. Yeah. Too <laughs> sweet. For <laughs> yeah, sure. Even sweet. just that. Yeah. Uh, not only that though. I mean, just think of how big the bullet club got. Uh, with their shirt, which is probably, you know, in the modern times, one of the most uh, shirts that a lot of people kind of took and copied and did things with. Uh, same as they did with the NWO logo. Yeah. Uh, they were cool heels, uh, you know, and they too sweeted all the time. So that's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just just from that, uh, I think they will always be influencing uh, other wrestlers and, and such. I mean, the wrestlers that are that are getting big and big now we'll cite them as influences, yeah. you know? So mm-hmm. uh, I, they're always, especially in pro wrestling, which is not going to go anywhere, even as it goes up and down in popularity, but definitely will uh, always be influenced by that. Cause how could it not be right? Such a big uh, era in pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. And there's just no way that 
if you're in the if you're into pro wrestling, no matter when you got into it, uh, when you start diving into the history, because that's what you do in anything you love, uh, you're going to run into some NWO stuff. So that's just it's always going to be there. No, for sure, for sure. Yeah, they definitely, like I said, they pushed. Um, uh, you know, they, they pushed the bar. They they pushed the bar. F- I would dare say first in pro wrestling, as we kind of mentioned. And I really truly believe that if 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 WCW does not establish the NWO and threatens the very fabric of uh, of WWF culture booking style, um, we don't remember wrestling the way it, we might be where we're at right now. Or like you, the three of us are pretty down in pro wrestling. Um, you know, we're, we're relatively down on, on the current state of, of professional wrestling. So uh, we could be at that point. We might not have ever had the Attitude Era, right? Is there a reason for Stone Cold Steve Austin and all this Attitude Era stuff to take off? Is there any reason for ECW to kind of go the route that it did and be pushed as hard if uh, if WCW doesn't start it with with this hostile takeover, with this unique this unique booking style of Hulk Hogan first and foremost? No, no, it doesn't. It it really, really, truly doesn't. I mean, I mean, law. Longevity, like long wise, uh, you know, it, it long story, you know, WCW might still be around technically if they didn't go into the NWO route, it, it might, it might be relatively even. I'm not sure how big they would have gotten, but I think they would have been pretty sturdy and stable. Obviously the NWO did, you know, was, uh, did hurt WCW more than, you know, at, at the end it hurt it a lot, but, um, yeah, legacy wise, it's always fun. I like the NWO a lot more now because they also do less reunions. I have to say that I hate that every time there's some kind of anniversary that DX reunites, I'm just like, Oh my God, I don't care anymore. I can't, (laughs) I can't take it anymore. Get away. But like when NWO came out for the sting and triple H match, I was hyped. I was like, this is great. This is really good. We need more of this. So, um, but yeah, that's my piece. That's the new world order. That's our discussion on the new world order. That was uh, too sweet. sweet. <laughs> Chris, we'll be back in a couple of weeks, my man. What yeah. do you have? What are we doing uh, for our next episode? Well, the wheel of kayfabe said we're doing a title uh, belt. So I decided, why don't we come with our favorite top five uh, intercontinental champions of all time? Nice. Mm-hmm. Already and I mean, come, number one come, is. there you go come talking to them about them talk about how they got the title um, maybe the match that you remember the most uh but yeah i think that'll be fun that's always been my favorite one of my favorite belts was the intercontinental me yeah. too it was that you know the yeah i mean we'll, we'll go into further depth of it when we get to that episode but it is a, it used to be a very very well respected belt and, you know it was a, if, you, if you weren't over enough to beat hulk hogan that was damn good enough for it that's, yeah. that's really how it was. But all right, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you as always. Thanks for another month of stellar listenership. Y'all are awesome. We appreciate you. Um, on behalf of Christopher, Johnny, and I, count us out. One, two,